the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, with the, the chapter leader of Act for America, a nationwide grassroots national security organization. And boy, do we have a great show today with two fantastic guests. We'll be introducing Tom Delbacaro in just a minute here for our first half hour. And in our second half hour, we have Noni Darwish. And a fascinating story. She started life in Egypt as a Muslim, and she's now a Christian and an American citizen. Great story, written some great books, and look forward to uh, talking to her. But first up, I mean, we're talking the news of the week here with uh, Tom Del Beccaro, who was a former head of the California Republican Party, ran for Senate in 2016 uh, because of the Republican Party in California, two Democrats made it to the second round in Prop 14 and the top two primary system here. Uh, he's written numerous articles in Forbes magazine and in a book called The Divided Era. So we're looking forward to talking to Tom about his view of politics, national and California. Welcome, Tom. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. It's great to have you. You know, I thought about you Tuesday night when the camera was panning the the uh, audience, the, the Congress and Senate uh, Folks that are listening to Donald Trump's first uh, address to the joint sessions. And I saw Kamala Harris and I was thinking, gosh, you know, that could have been Tom Del Beccaro sitting there. How, how I wouldn't have been sitting where she was sitting. I'll tell you that. I've been on the other side of the aisle. Well, that's true. That's true. I got to give you that. And you probably wouldn't have been dressed in white either. I'm guessing not. <laughs> yeah, it's really too bad, Tom. Would love to have had you there. It, you know, life would have been grand. and uh, The be- state would be on fire instead of being flooded. I, exactly. Exa- and how about that? Donald Trump gets elected, gets inaugurated, and the drought ends. I mean, are, are those two things connected? They, you know, suspicious. <laughs> Probably happened after Jeff Sessions saw a Russian. <laughs> Russian River? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Russian River. It's, it's a Russian cloud seeding operation, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need to explore that. Every day is a different... I mean, it's, I just, it's, it, it is a different thing. This is how bad. The Democrats clearly don't have a strategy, and that's okay. They expected to win because the Republicans clearly don't have their legislation down because maybe they didn't expect to win. But let's talk about Russia just for a moment. Sure. Let me get this straight. This is my Facebook meme for the day. I'm pretty sure that Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, right, met with foreign leaders. Absolutely. They solicited funds for the Clinton Foundation. No which doubt. Paid money to Bill and their daughter Chelsea, and put it in their bank accounts, which means Hillary got the money. Right. So, as Secretary of State, she talked to foreign leaders. And wound up getting money in her bank account, and the Democrats nominate that person for president. But if Jeff Jeff Sessions, a sitting senator, speaks to a Russian, 
we should the world should grind to a halt. Do I have that right? Well, and let's remember the five hundred thousand dollar plus speaking fees the Russians paid to Bill Clinton yes. for a twenty minute speech at the time they were trying to get Hillary Clinton to approve their purchasing twenty percent of the U.S. uranium production. And I, I seem to forget. Did that go through? Yes, it did. So Jeff Sessions looked at a Russian, and now he look. The Democrats clearly don't have an opposition. And by the way, the speech the other night took the heart out of them. I don't know if you yep. noticed them. They went in there, you know, as suffragettes and, yep. and ready. They they were ready to bounce. They thought they'd walk out of there after he gave a bad speech. And you can tell as the speech went on, they started sinking lower and lower into their chairs. The the after speech. I didn't even know what that was. Oh my gosh, that was a that, you, that was a unmitigated disaster. Yeah, so Trump comes out of this right now in good shape, but as as I have said to you, Don, many times, the Republicans are on the clock, and they better fix things. I don't mean create government programs for things. Right. I mean they need to fix the tax code so that it restores incentives and the economy expands. I mean there should be a replacement of the existing laws dealing with health care because the existing laws are crushing health care and not getting it, giving access to people. They need to come up with a new rubric of laws that, yes, increases access. How do you increase access to a product? You create more of a product. How do you create more of a product? Give people incentives to create that product instead of destroying them. And not only that, we have a stock market that is totally anticipating that this is going to be done. It's up over 2,000 points since the night of his election. Remember when it dropped mysteriously 800 and then corrected by the next morning and has been on a march upwards ever since. If if they don't make good on some of these economic promises that they're making that is boy, you know, is causing this buoyancy in the market, uh, there could be some rough waters ahead. Yeah. You're right. Are the the Republicans going to be able to do this, however, if they don't get rid of the filibuster in the Senate? Because they they can do some things on what they call reconciliation, but anything that requires legislation requires the the Democrats can filibuster. And I don't see how they get a replacement bill for Obamacare through, for example, without eliminating the filibuster. Okay, so you raise great question. And here's the only way it happens. Donald Trump continues to do what he does, which is leave Washington and talk directly to the American people. If the Republicans sit there and argue with the Washington Post and Chuck Schumer, they won't get it done. But if they pressure red state Democrats by leaving Washington, D.C. and going to West Virginia, I think Joe Manchin's going to vote for the replacement anyway. But go to these places and take the case to the American people. They have the bully pulpit. There is no excuse. A big education, big PR job needs to be done here. Don't let the media say, decide how to characterize Obamacare because Americans don't like it. They know they have $5,000 deductibles, which means they don't have the money to go to the doctor. So Republicans need to get tough. We're doomed. (laughs) 
can they can they get tough i think that's the question are we uh, are we just going to see more of the same and it's only been what 30 days or a little more than 30 days so you know i, I want to give the still the tilt of the hand they're behind they're- reagan had his entire budget regulatory tax program already in the congress but did he have the headwinds that they have now yeah yet worse okay yes well okay let me be accurate in some ways, he had worse, because remember, he had a Democrat Senate. Right. We weren't as divided as we are now, governments three times the size. So in one respect, he did. One respect, he didn't. I do need to mention this out loud. I, it's in my original, or my first book, The New Conservative Paradigm. It is a coincidence that the reason we got major tax reform in the 60s, it only happened after JFK was assassinated. And it only happened after Reagan was shot. Mm. I hope we don't. It doesn't take something so dramatic this time. We're talking to Tom Del Beccaro, candidate for U.S. Senate in the 2016 <laughs> election. Wrote oh, the I book. thought you were going to say again. What? Slow down. What? Oh, again? No, no, no. no. Um, unless you're going to break some news here with us, Tom. Um, the news has broken. The news is broken. All right. It is broken. You're right. (laughs) And he's also the author of The Divided Era. Many great articles, among them California, the physical collapse of a social state where Tom goes into (laughs) the disaster of California. We'll talk to him more about that and some of the other uh, things that are going on here in the country over the last week is when we return after the break from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Ed is a great patriot and the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More with Tom Delbacaro after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio program for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We're talking to Tom Del Beccaro. Former candidate, uh, Senate, former candidate Senate. That's easy for you to say. Former Senate candidate in 2016 and also former chairman of the Republican Party. Tom, you had a great article in Forbes called, if my little computer will scroll up, California, the physical collapse of a social state. We recently got headlines out of uh, Northern California as the dam in Oroville was overflowing, possibly uh, going to flood that city. 180,000 people evacuated. We are really seeing evidence and things like that, that the infrastructure in California is absolutely 
collapsing. I mean, it has been neglected. Uh, we're not collecting this great r- water runoff that we have. We've got twice the snowpack in the mountains. Where's that going to go? It's going to drain to the ocean. Give us the uh, insights from your article on this issue. So uh, thanks for that lead-in. And then the article is called The Collapse of the Social State. You can get it at Political Vanguard as well. Listen, <laughs> California designed a system in the 60s for water distribution for around 19 million people. We are now at 36, and there are guests here, by the way, and there are businesses, far more, more than double the system is taxed. We have, so there is the whole issue of how much money it would take to build a system that would benefit that many people. Then you have deferred maintenance. Jerry Brown admits it's in the high 70 billions. It's actually more like 145. What has California been doing? Now, we just went through this storm system, which, by the way, they've spent their X amount of years telling us we'd be in drought forever and less rain. New York Times, I don't know if you remember, five, six, seven years ago, headline, the end of snow, right? Right. Absolutely. So the storm comes because the weatherman, or frankly, Mother Nature, doesn't listen to politicians or predictions. And now it exposed how bad our infrastructure delays and improvements have been. I mean, it's going to be, it's unbelievable the amount of money they're going to need to spend. Now, what have the Democrats been doing since this rain started? Roughly around the election time, they have been pledging to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to fight for social justice for people not in California, meaning future refugees future immigrants. What about the people that are here? I don't know. 200,000 of them fled Oroville. I've been up where that dam is. I've done many events, many, five or six events in that area. Right. It's it's horrific. that I've been there. You can look up and see this massive thing and this valley below. So essentially, we have a bunch of far-left people in, in Sacramento who care about social justice, but not the people living here in difficult circumstances. We have $1.3 trillion in debt from city council to the federal level. There's no chance that's going to be paid back. But you don't go spending things on high-speed rail, and people don't even live here. You should be taking care of the people that are here. Well, I think, I think what you have to understand is that, one, there's no competition. So they, they they can do whatever they want. They don't have to adopt policies that protect the their constituents. So you see these Democrats that live in working class Latino areas, but they advocate policies that the coastal liberal elites want of high energy prices, high housing prices. But they can do it because there's no competition in most of the districts and, and most and statewide, and their concern is for their leftist revolution. To advancing yeah. their cause, they don't they don't have to care about dams and water and roads and so on. That does that doesn't advance their political cause. So it's it's, right. a, it's a it's a, conflu- it's a convergence of those factors. No doubt. When Jerry Brown during the late seventies, when the refugee crisis uh, related to the Vietnamese, Jerry Brown was against it. There weren't boats for that. That's right. There are boats for Latinos today, and so he puts future votes ahead of existing people. 
Isn't it interesting when you look back in history at things like you just mentioned, you look back at the positions of agricultural unions regarding uh, illegal aliens. Cesar they were Chavez against, opposed illegal immigration. They were Absolutely. against it. When you look back at so many things, just you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you see an entirely different position on the part of some of these Democratic politicians than they have today. And, and yet it's like there's been this sort of Vulcan mind meld with insanity. They are, they, they're, they're, well, it's not insanity. They're Wait, denying it, their roots. It's not insanity. I mean, there's, well, I understand to their, to their ideology and their cause, right. just like the Muslims, the Islamists are committed to their ideology and cause. So it's absolutely not insane. No, the, it, and all those costs that you mentioned, Tom, about infrastructure, that we haven't even begun to talk about unfunded liabilities and pensions. I have an idea, Tom. How yeah, about if right. how about if the state of California takes that seventy five billion it's gonna cost for infrastructure, puts it into the pensions to help uh with that pension deficit, and the pensions are required to turn around and invest it in infrastructure in the form of bond, low paying one percent bonds. What could but, go yeah, on? The problem, the problem with that is then the pension crisis gets worse because the pension crisis, they're assuming they're going to get a 7% return. They're not. They're only getting 4 and 5. So if they only got 1, it would be even worse. That's I, true. I, like, I, I, I do like – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rain no, on no. the parade. Um, but look, <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue of priorities, and people are upset about it. And this article, you know, with 370,000 views um, – that's an indication that the people out there, there's, they have a certain amount of common sense, and we need some people who run for office who 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 take a stand instead of uh, the you know the weakness that we've had. Senator Morlock pointed out that uh, we have the highest gas tax in the country, counting the cap and trade tax, but are the world the roads are the forty fourth worst roads that the yeah. state only spends twenty percent of the transportation taxes and fees on the roads. There was just a recent article, and in California, it cost 4.7 times the national average per mile of road construction. I mean, yeah. what, the, what the heck is going on there? And Union payoffs. I know you know the answer, but union oh, payoffs. It, it was a rhetorical question. Yeah. But the Republicans, I mean, they may say, they may talk about it, but there's not this kind of unified, using every means of communication open to them, to all these problems you're seeing around you, the schools, the roads, the water, it is due to the Democrat Party. It is, but but the the major media doesn't cover things. I mean, how is it possible that we have a state with, that's number one in the country in poverty and Jerry Brown has such a high approval rating? It's a pretty simple answer. They're not covering the party. That would be the media. Right. And so, um, but I don't see the unified Republican messaging through every means, through their social media, through their emails, to the extent they can get on into, into the local newspapers or on TV. They're they're just do some kind of event, go up to Orville, hold a press, I mean, whatever it is. You can generate publicity for something if you really want yeah, to, I, I but they're not back, doing it. Years ago, during the Bush administration. I'm a, I'm a lot older than Dom, but he looks older than me. Years ago... <laughs> I've been ridden hard and put away wet. Years ago, I... <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you know horses, you know that analogy. <laughs> yes, I was, was going to leave it alone. Anyway, you see the uh, Interior Secretary rode to work on a horse? 
Yes. Um, his first day? Yes. Um, years ago, I told Carl Rove, stop arguing with Washington. Use the cable network. This is before Facebook was anywhere near as big as it is now. Use cable. Go out there. Hold town halls. I believe it was in, and then I did the same, I made the same argument, I I think I actually published an op-ed about Sotomayor. Don't argue with her, argue with her ideas. Use the bully pulpit. Don't tell me that the president is the only one with the bully pulpit in the modern age. He's not. But go out there and talk to Americans. One of the problems Republicans have is they get elected in a conservative district, go back to Washington and argue with Democrats, and, and forget their district. No. Use the the look. Seventy three percent of of Americans want the Democrats to work with the Republicans. That's typical of a new president. Use it right by taking your case. The guy, the be, the guy, the best ever at this is Rudy Giuliani. Um, you guys might not know this. When he ran for when he became mayor of New York, he won, but the Democrats won all the local races. Still, there's something like four Republicans on the city council and over 40 Democrats, mm. like a 10 to one margin. Like the California yeah. legislature. Yeah. But Rudy got things done. How did he do it? Whenever an issue was coming up that he wanted action on and he wanted to push people to his side, he held a press conference. He didn't hold a press conference to talk to the press. He, hold, he held it because he'd be on TV and talk directly to the citizens of New York City. Exactly. Trump did that the other day with his press conference. He did that in Florida. They need to keep it up. He actually did it even with the address, too. He's, you know, using these posi- these opportunities to yeah. speak directly to the people. We're talking to Tom Del Beccaro. He's the author of the book, The Divided Era. Uh, many articles that he has recently gotten published everywhere from Forbes uh, to other great magazines and, and sites. We'll be right back with some final thoughts with Tom Del Beccaro on the Unite IE radio program. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More with Tom DelBacaro after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE. Broker license number 01147747. And California Financers Lenders License number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. AM 590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We're pleased to have as our guest Tom Del Beccaro, former candidate for Senate and head of the California Republican Party. We've talked at length. Uh, former about, head of the California Republican yeah, Party. We it, don't want people to get the idea absolutely. he's responsible he, he for what's going on now. He is not responsible for what's going on now. There's been so much to talk about all the opposition to Donald Trump from the media, from the Democrat Party, some of the Republican Party, the deep state, the bureaucracy, and so on and so on and so on. But what is the potential 
if we can if we can get, Donald Trump can get his program through, if we can show real progress to the working men and women of this country, and in particular, the working men and women who are African-American, what's the potential and the possibilities we have before us? Well, you ask a a really good question, but I'm going to answer it in two ways. I'll tell you what happens if we don't. If the Republicans don't clean up the economy through tax reform and give it a chance to, to flourish, and if they don't put in a system that allows access to health care that is an improvement. Keep in mind the Democrats have won five out of the last six popular votes nationwide. They will get turned out, and they would have deserved to have been turned out because there's no excuse at this point. Now, what happens if, in fact, and, and keep in mind, a lot of the social strife you see in America today has to do with the stagnant economy. We've had an economy grow less than 2% for the last seven years. Instead of competing for jobs, people are competing for political handouts. That's where social division is. So what is the potential here? The potential is enormous because keep a couple of factors in mind. The Obama coalition for the youth, you know, and when Reagan got elected, he created Reagan Republicans. A lot of youth went with Obama and the Democrats, but they didn't get the jobs. They didn't get the health care. Under Reagan, they did. So... The potential is enormous, because if he can move the needle and the economy starts to go at 3.5% again, which I think it can, I think actually we're going to get a spurt of about 4% next year if they pass true tax reform, then you have the opportunity to win the popular vote in 2018. By doing that, that would have meant you would have solidified your gains in Wisconsin we're going to have to leave it there. We are so happy that you joined us on, on, on the show today, but we're up against a hard break here. Thank you, Tom, for what you're doing for the cause. And you can catch Tom DelBacaro's articles in Forbes and on his website, his Facebook page, and on Political Vanguard. Thanks again, Tom. Thanks so much, you guys. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. You know, Greg, we talk about what animates sort of this political uh division unfolding in America, uh, all the different forces, the progressive forces that are animated by socialism and and even this cultural Marxism. One of the pieces of this clash, if you will, is the clash of civilizations right now. It unfolds in the Middle East. It unfolds here in America. And that's the clash between Islam and Christianity. And while there are voices on uh, Islamic voices that would like to say that there's really no difference between Islam and Christianity, between Sharia and the Constitution, there are more and more voices that are adding to the dialogue that are saying not so fast, that there is a huge difference. One of those voices Voices is author and and personality Noni Darwish. She has written a number of books from Cruel and Unusual Punishment to Now They Call Me Infidel. Another book of hers is The Devil We Don't Know. And a brand new book that we're here to talk about with Noni Darwish, wholly different. Uh, please welcome to the United Inland Empire radio show, Noni Darwish. Noni, welcome to our show. Hi, Don, Greg. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's a pleasure because there are very... The the voices like yours are extremely important in this conversation because you have the unique life experience of having made a pilgrimage not only from Islam to Christianity, but from Egypt to America. So if you could introduce yourself a little bit and your story about what caused that to happen, what did you learn... 
introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. I was born uh, in Cairo. I grew up in the 50s in Gaza. And I, uh, I really lived in the heart of the Arab-Israeli conflict in a war zone in Gaza. And I remember as a child, I used to every night hide under the bed uh, thinking it's going to protect me from the sound of the bombs. But in the morning, we wake up and we act like, like it's normal. So we kind of got used to life in a war zone. And I now look back at it and I said, tell myself, how did, I, how did I live like that and not even think about it much? Uh, and uh, I lost my father to the jihad against Israel. My father headed the Egyptian military intelligence in Gaza. Mm. And his mission was to destroy Israel by Gamal Abdel Nasser, the president of Egypt. Wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and that time. And um, so after my father died, I, we moved back to Cairo, and Gamal Abdel Nasser came to our home, and my mom made a standard line, my siblings and I, uh, to greet the president. And uh, because my father was one of his top, people and he told us which one of you kids will avenge your father's blood by killing Jews wow and it made me feel very uncomfortable and that that question and that is why I still remember it until today because in my mind as a child it made me feel if I don't want to kill Jews then I maybe I don't love my father enough it created a conflict inside my psyche that hurt me for many many years and uh, so I lived under Islamic law because a lot of people think that Egypt, yes, we at that time we didn't wear have head cover because that movement back to Islamism started in the 70s, just before me coming to America. And, um, and the reason uh, Islam uh, was at that time more moderate <clears throat> Okay. was because, you know, the Turkish caliphate was collapsing. Islam was, was getting very weak. The British and the French ruled the Middle East, all of the Middle East. So the Middle East started a, a modernity kind of a movement because Islam was weakened at that time. But a lot of people look at pictures and think that this was modernity like the West, but it was just cosmetic. Uh, uh, people were still ruled, ruled by Sharia. Honor killing still happened. Um, in Saudi Arabia, still they beheaded people and whipped people or cut amputated limbs of people. Uh, still uh, Sharia law was supreme. So I, uh, I really was just... Uh, wanted to move to America for, because of what I see on TV and in movies. Okay. I, I was very still a young, you know, innocent girl who wanted her freedom, that's all. Were you still so a Muslim moved, when, you, when you made the decision to come to move to America? Oh, yeah. I thought I was a Muslim and I was loyal and I was an anti-Semite because that's how we all grew up. So I came to America and I even went to a mosque first thing. When I came to America, it was in 79, 80. Okay. And uh, the first thing we were taught in the mosque here in America was don't assimilate. 
Really? Yeah, first thing, don't assimilate. And why don't you wear your head cover? So I you, said, I never, I never wore a head cover in Egypt. Why should I wear a head cover in America? Right. Do you think that that is still some a message inside of mosques today that don't assimilate Absolutely. message? Absolutely. And the liberals are encouraging them to, to, to stay uh, without assimilation. There are forces in the West to encourage uh, not only Muslims, any nationality, to reject American uh, Americanization and to stick to their original language and religion. And so, so this so, is a this is a Western problem here that we confront when you come to America. And also, you know, the mayor of uh, London who came to visit America, he's a Muslim. His name is Khan. Right. He came recently to America, and he said in a speech, though he talked to American Muslims, and he said, "Don't assimilate." You're not obliged really? to state in America. So Nobody how? Nobody pays attention, but you can Google it. You'll find it in his speech. How did Why you? Do, with, yeah. with that kind of pressure, how did you discover and move away from Islam into Christianity? It's, uh, you know, thank God, because we're not like Europe, so we're still, Muslims were not that powerful here yet, so I stopped going to the mosque. And I uh, lived for 17 years in America without any religion. But I took my kids to uh, uh, I took my kids to a Christian school so they can learn a little, a little, uh, you know, values. Right. I was I had nothing to offer them. And uh, and then one day I was just flipping channels on TV on a Sunday morning with my cup of coffee. And I saw one preacher after another. And I saw them say things that I've never heard in Islam. For instance, we're all sinners. And I said, oh my God, in Islam they are all sinners. Non-Muslims are sinners. Muslims are innocent, we're taught. In Islam, uh, and I heard the preacher say, Jesus died for us. And it hit me. Oh, my God, in Islam, we must die for Allah, like my father. Mm. How come? I mean, in, in the Bible, God honors humans and wants them to live and wants them to love each other. And in Islam, if you want to prove your love for, 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 for Allah, you have to kill and get killed in the process in order to guarantee heaven and have your 72 virgins. And what's in it for me, if I'm still a Muslim, I'm going to just be one of those 272 virgins. Wow. We are, we, we are, we need to take a real quick break here, Noni. We'll come right back with uh, bringing that, your, your work into the modern day, into today's world. We're speaking to Noni Darwish. She's the author of Wholly Different, along with other books. She also has a website, nonidarwish.org. And we're going to speak to her about a recent event that occurred in Texas called Muslim Day and what unfolded there. We'll be right back after this break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are so pleased to have Noni Darwish as our guest in this half hour, new author, author of numerous books, and she started life as a Muslim in Egypt and is now a Christian and an American citizen. Her latest book is wholly different, Why I Choose Biblical Values Over Islamic Values. And when we left our conversation, you were telling us how the process of how you became a Christian once you were in America. Why don't you complete that story? Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't difficult because everything... Uh, I came to America thinking I'm just coming for, uh, you know, a better life, uh, economic life. But no, it turned out to be I, the, the best thing in America that, gave, that I received in America was living under biblical values. And it's biblical values that made, made America great. And it's Islamic values that made the Middle East a chaos and a mess. Uh, And it wasn't difficult at all to become uh, a Christian. I've been honored under Christianity as a woman. And in Islam, they were were saying, uh, telling us, oh, Islam Islam honors women when they they tell the husband to be his wife. That's why he honors it. Wow. So now bringing this forward into today's sort of mash of different ideologies vying for supremacy here in America, you've got our core values, constitutional Christian, but now we've got other voices that are trying to move America in a different direction. One of those voices uh, unfolded in Texas recently. Uh, Different organizations will hold events at state capitals called Muslim Day. And one such event unfolded recently in Texas, the state capital there. You spoke at an event coming that, that happened before that. But there were several people interviewed, several Muslims interviewed that day. And the interviewer asked them questions like, you know, you're here praying at a Methodist church outside, uh, you know, doing your Islamic prayer. And uh, you're here lobbying state political officials, what is the difference between Islam and Christianity, and what's the difference between Sharia and our Constitution? And all of the people that were being interviewed were basically saying, there's no difference at all. You know, Constitution and Sharia, the Constitution's based on Sharia law. Many of the premises in Sharia law supported by the Constitution and, you know, Jesus is basically yeah. Jesus is basically a wonderful person. We celebrate his life as the prophet in Islam. There's no difference between the God of Islam and God of Christianity. Sort that out for us, Noni. Well, under Islam, uh, lying and slander and exaggeration are values, and they are you are obliged to do them if it's for the uh, beneficial for Islam. This is a clear cut. Law in Sharia. Takia. So, Takia, yeah, exactly. And uh, so Muslims uh, have, have grown up with this for so long, for 1400 years, that if you 
lie, and I, I used to lie as a Muslim, and it never felt like, like lying. And that is why... Did you, let, me interrupt you, my, let me interrupt you there. Did you know you were lying when you were lying? No, were you lying on no, purpose? No, it came natural because uh, we were trained. Uh, because if we say the truth under Islam, we get punished. So lying became the norm, and uh, saying the truth became the, the, what will, you'll be punished for. Mm. If it's for the benefit of Islam. So most of these Muslims, if they take a, a polygraph test at, uh, telling you that, that Muhammad is the same uh, uh, and the Quran is the same as the Bible, they will pass the test. And by the way, this, this was found in my book. Uh, there was, there was a, a, a polygraph tester who said that Muslims pass when they're lying. And it's all because of, of that. We believe, they actually believe. But, but Islam came 600 years after the Bible, after Jesus. And it did not come as a confirmation of the Bible. Islam came as a rejection. It came as a rebellion against the Bible. Islamic values are opposite to biblical values. Islam itself has violated all the Ten Commandments. Mm. Now, do these, quickly on that same thread, Greg has another question, but on that same thread, did these young Muslims that were being interviewed, did they know they were lying, or are they also sort of under this misconce- a misconception, and all they're doing is, you know, sharing what they honestly believe? They have, you know, lying and truth to a Muslim is <coughs> no big deal. Mm. What's the big deal is jihad and uh, an Islamic Islam winning. That's the big deal for them. And so you see, in, in America, God, family, country. In Islam, Allah, jihad, jihad, jihad. There's so no, there's no country in there. And jihad. No. Jihad. jihad. Let's not forget the jihad. Uh, yeah, and the jihad, jihad, jihad means... America will be under Islamic influence. And that's why wherever Muslim go, Muslims go, their aim, their, their, their goal is to control the government. I mean, who could imagine that in Texas, uh, they go to the, to the state Senate and, and make an Islam day in Texas? They, they can't even dare have a Christian day. In the, in the Texas Senate. They can't have a Jewish day or a Hindu day. Or, there's only an Islam day. Why is that? Because they constantly lobby American government because their goal is controlling government. Under Islam, a, a Muslim must seek to live under an Islamic government ruled by Sharia. For that goal, they can do anything. Anything. There are three really three sort of definitions of jihad. One is the, some of the Muslims and their advocates tell us that jihad is just this internal spiritual battle. I want to get to the gym more often, things like that. Then there's the right. jihad that many people think of, the, the violent terrorism. But there's also something that's called civilizational jihad. Yeah, which is conquering the government and cover, conquering the culture. Uh, Jihad is the goal of Islam, and the definition of jihad from is to war with non-Muslims to establish their religion. In the books of Al-Azhar University in Cairo, 
as it is a permanent war institution against Jews, Christians, and pagans. So it's a permanent war institution against you guys. What can okay. we learn from what can we learn from the experience of the mass Muslim immigration into Europe? Well, it's obvious. Don't we see it now? They are already telling them that you have a no-go zone, and if you walk carrying a, a, a if a girl walks without covering her, her head, she will be raped or she will be uh, spit at or something. Mm. So you you're seeing it for yourself, and the, the West. Uh, I can't blame the Western citizen because the Western citizen is blindfolded by our media. And uh, this is, uh, misinformation is, uh, is the day, is what's happening in America these days. Uh, we are absorbing Islam, and I believe, and that's my opinion, that America already is split in half. One side pro-Islam, one side is pro-Bible. We've already lost half of our population. That's a real interesting topic, and and we don't really have time to get into it, is the kind of the affinity or almost alliance between the left and the Islamists. So, Noni, I can't thank you enough for joining us here on the United Inland Empire Radio Show to talk about your brand new yeah. book, Wholly Different. Uh, Noni Darwish, she's also got other books. Now They Call Me Infidel, Cruel and Unusual Punishment, The Devil You know, uh, the Devil We Don't Know. And your brand new book, you pick it up wherever books are sold or Amazon. Noni, thank you so much it for being... It also be- comes in audio, by the way. It comes in audio. The so. Wholly Different comes in audio if somebody can't read. What and and also if somebody drives in Southern California, you spend four hours a day on the freeway. It's exactly. a perfect way to get uh, to 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 hear what Noni has to say. Thank you so much for being courageous and telling your story and these important books. And we hope you'll come back and update us as. Uh, Anytime, Don and Greg. Thank you so much. Bless you. And thank you, Noni. Thank you so much. We'll be back after this short break. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. You know, we have some of the most fascinating guests on our show. We had Noni Darwish and then Tom Del Beccaro. Tom talking about, you know, the divided era and what's going on this week in the, you know, the the, the effort by the Trump administration to get a foothold in this uh, bureaucracy called Washington, D.C. and everything that's going on and unfolding about that. Um, you know, at the end, they, they use the 100-day mark as a benchmark for the progress that presidents make. That's always sort of this supposed to be a honeymoon period and a gauge as to whether, you know, how they're going to do. Well, we've got a very important conference, Greg, coming up on, to, to discuss Trump's first 100 days right here in the Inland Empire. It's going to be the largest gathering of conservatives in the Inland Empire all year long, the Unite IE Coalition fourth annual uh conservative conference and the theme this year is trump's first 100 days and we have a great lineup already of speakers with larry elder 
Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, yep. and Joe Pollack, who was with Breitbart News, and he wrote the book, How Trump Won. It's a great book, and all of them are going to be talking about exactly what's unfolded over the 100 days, giving us analysis on it, and talking about what we need to do to keep that torch of liberty moving forward into the next three, four, five, twelve hundred days, right? Right. Uh, we are now in the hardest phase of making America great again, and that's actually doing it. Easiest phase was getting Trump the nomination. The second hardest phase was winning the election, and we barely did that. As you can, as you can see, as we talked about in the first half hour, I mean, it is a united opposition by the entire Washington establishment and the ruling class and the globalists trying to stop Donald Trump and his movement and the people that elected him from taking control over their government. And it's vital if we're going to succeed in making America great again that we all get involved, and this is the conference, this is the place to do it. You'll learn how, you'll make the connections with your fellow patriots to learn how you can make that difference. Yeah, there's many, there's a lot of groups around Southern around the Inland Empire and, in fact, Southern California, and we've got a few national groups that are involved in this effort who are going to be there. They're going to have a presence. There's going to be tables. You can network with the other folks that are, uh, you know, attending the conference. You can learn more about how to get uh, how to get involved because you know what Donald Trump can't do this alone uh, the Trump administration as much uh, as they are working hard in Washington D.C. this especially in California requires a ground level grassroots response to take back local levels of governance in order to push the, the Trump agenda up as he's pushing it down well absolutely and that's where we can make some progress in California is at the local level in the city councils in the school boards and these other government levels where actually almost half of the electeds are Republicans, unlike at the state level. So get your tickets for this very important event. You can get them at am590.info. That's am590.info. Click on the banner. Down below, there's a link to register for tickets. They're $30 for regular attendance. And if you want to attend the VIP lunch, we're going to be announcing that speaker soon. Get your $95 VIP tickets that include lunch. That's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the radio next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.